I'm your host Ed and this is the Unaddicted Podcast. Welcome back. This is episode two. It may still be messy. Uh, I don't know if you can tell if my microphone is different or not or if I sound clear or worse. Last time I used a condenser microphone. This time I'm using a directional microphone. You know, the microphone you see on stage at concerts, maybe at church, wherever you are. You see them handheld ones. Um, even wireless one, this one is XLR. Um, so, yeah, it's not plug and play, but, uh, hey guys, um, how are you guys doing today? I've, I've been doing good, even though I've been tired and I've got a bad back, I've been raw and real. You know, in recovery, you do get tired. You do get tired of just everyday stuff. You still, even in, even in recovery, you're still working, you're still... You're working your steps in recovery. If you're if you're in a 12-step program, you're working the steps. You're, you know, doing the grind. It's like rubber meeting the road or like, you know, um, your foot walking. You're going down a path and you're really trying. Even if you're not in a 12-step program, maybe you've gone to rehab. Maybe you're, um, you're just uh, like trying to do it yourself. You're still on that path of trying. If, if you're in true recovery, you're still on that path of Doing recovery doesn't always mean going to a place. It, like they say, it's celebrate recovery. I'm a leader there. Like they say, it's celebrate recovery is. It's not a commitment, meaning you don't have to sign on a dotted line and say you're going to be there every week. Yeah, you might be um, told to go by like a judge or whatever. You got to go to so many programs or whatever. But uh, you know, um, for me, when I first started uh, going to 12-step program celebrate recovery um i always thought it was oh i don't belong there because you know i uh felt like it's only for drug addicts and and it's for uh you know people addicted to alcohol and drugs and i thought i don't want to be in that community i don't want to i i don't want to learn about this i feel like i i just felt out of place then i didn't realize that uh some people had the same addiction i had um and i just felt like at first i felt kind of awkward um i got um i got spoken to with um tim and um vicky sorry um (laughs) i'm slowing my words here still new to this so today i want to talk about fellowship um that's a christian-y word um christianese Christian-y? Christian? Christian one? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> anyway, uh, that one is, it's like, uh, basically being around people in recovery, when, when you're in recovery, you don't, you don't want to recover by yourself, because you're never going to recover. I thought I could do that. I thought, well, oh, well, I'll recover by myself. All I have to do is switch it off. It, it, like, for you, it may be drugs. Um, it may be, uh, you know, um, you may be addicted to, drinking too much energy drinks too much coffee you may be addicted to biting your nails yeah it's a habit but an addiction is when you keep doing it and keep doing it and keep doing it and keep doing it maybe you're addicted to stealing maybe you're addicted to uh fighting maybe you're addicted to sex maybe you're addicted to drugs who knows but the same the same thing applies to everyone is i feel is um being in recovery with other people fellowship being in groups maybe that's going to a uh, small group um even if that's like going to a place uh like in my town here they've got this uh recovery zone place um 
the daily recovery zone um and you can go there and get help i don't uh, go to that but i go to celebrate recovery because i um everyone's different as long as you're getting in community with people and you're um having accountability that's the biggest thing is accountability in this whole relationship um getting in relationships and not like relationships like boyfriend and girlfriend uh you know maybe it's um parents or maybe but i'm talking about people outside of family i'm talking outside relationship like dating relationships or marriage relationships i'm talking about going to uh you know um not counseling because counseling's different i'm talking about like recovery groups and maybe you have a friend that can keep you or someone can keep you accountable to uh the laws of recovery um i don't mean laws but like they can keep you accountable to it and i um have a bible verse here is from hebrews 10 this is out the niv hebrews 10 uh verses 25 um sorry if i slow i'm not very good slow my (laughs) slow my words i'm not very good at um reading so excuse my dyslexic um hebrews 10 25 niv not giving up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing doing but encouraging one another all uh, (laughs) one another and all the more as you see the day approaching Okay, I'm gonna actually play this um, out loud. It's got a bite. I forgot that it had a. I forgot. Sorry, I'm microphone moved away. I forgot that it had a um, record the part where you could hear, listen to it. So let let's play it. Not giving up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another, and all the more as you see the day approaching. Yeah, guys. So um. Oh, okay, played it again. So what basically what um is saying is um not giving up on meeting with each other, um, encouraging each other by, you know, going and listen to someone and if they if they need uh help, don't fix them because you know, um you can't fix anyone in recovery. I figured that out. Um I can't force anyone to go to recovery. I can get upset and say, um, Hey, what are you doing, man? And that will probably ruin the relationship with someone if you're gonna get upset. You have a right to be upset, but you don't have a right to take it out on anyone. Um, you don't have a right to say, "Oh, why didn't you come to recovery today?" What I'm trying to keep you accountable. Blah, but no, that's not how you do a relationship with anyone. The best way to deal with relationships in recovery is to be kind, encourage. Even so, it's something as simple as keep coming back. Even something as simple as I'm praying for you. As a Christian, and as we're talking in Christian recovery, I don't know what they do at um, other recovery groups, and I'm not going to say hey, sit here and say I know it all because I don't know it all. I'm not. I'm not great. You can go and listen to other, other probably even better podcasts than I I can do. I'm here to just give you. Um, my two cents and how I feel uh, stuff is going and how I feel um, I can give without, um, you know, being a doctor or like without medicating people, you know? <laughs> but anyway, um, so I say if you're like, 
for example, with a friend, the best way, or a family member or something, the best way to do it is to go and be kind to them and just keep encouraging them. Like, oh, I'm praying for you, man. Or, like, just uh, sometimes just asking questions like, how did your week go? Like, how was your, you know... Usually it's better if you have to say, not better, but it's like, you know, you relate more if you've got, like, the same, um, you know, recovery situation. And for me, um, I have some, I wouldn't say I have a sponsor, and I'll, I'll explain what a sponsor is in a minute. I would say I have more accountability partners because a sponsor, a sponsor in a 12-step recovery program, let's say Celebrate Recovery for instance, even NA, AA, SA, SI, uh, I don't know. SA, sex anonymous or SI, I don't know. Anyway, in any of those, basically a sponsor is someone who's gone through the steps and keeps you accountable to the steps and um, keeps you on track. And they've gone through this, the twelve steps, and that they've had some sobriety. An accountability partner is someone who just keeps you accountable, away from twelve. Same, similar thing, but. The only difference between which I believe, um, I could be wrong. If someone wants to tell me right, then just let me know. Come to me and let me know that I, oh, you misspoke there. Or if I ever do any, ever ever do misspeak on these, uh, let me know that I am. And I can always, in the next episode, say this is what I misspoke on. That's a good thing about podcasts is um, you can never have an end. You, I mean, you don't have to have an end at podcasts. And the, the reason why I chose to do podcasts because I'm not good at talking in person. I'm not good at really doing videos as much as I thought I was. Yeah, I do Ed the British guy. But honestly, I I just want to give people encouragement. It's more about encouragement. If it encourages you to go and find someone and talk to today, this is the whole idea. I'm passionate for Jesus who died on that wood. And I'm passionate for recovery. I for so long felt so guilty that I couldn't find anyone. I thought, oh no, my parents are gonna find out. Oh no, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be. I'm so scared that, like, when my parents call my name, I'm gonna be found out. And I was like really in chains and bondage. I was just look. If you look at my new logo, I didn't have it the the first one. But look at my new logo. I have a. I found a uh, clip art of a chain, like the chains that are holding you captive if you don't tell anyone if you don't get in community those change look at that picture and then i put the un because it's unaddicted we're not addicted anymore we can get unaddicted unstuck un undo all the mess that we've done undo that drinking you did it's not really undoing it exactly you're not undoing the past but you're undoing the future meaning if you uh Stop doing it. You're breaking that chain. You're letting the captives free. You're taking time to do that. If you're truly wanting to do that, it's better to get in community than trying to do it yourself. If you try and do something yourself, then you're going to end up failing. You're going to end up failing time and time again. If you don't call on the name of Jesus in recovery, you're going to fail. You're going to fail. Simple truth. And you may be sitting here like, why? You, what, what, what gives you the right to tell people that Jesus is, is going to save me? Do you know what gives me the right? 
because I have seen it happen in my life and I'm giving you the truth. This is a Christian recovery uh, community and um, I think that Hebrews 10 is really an awesome passage. Getting in community, encouraging one another, getting into the habit of just going, hey man, how's it going? Even if you're the one saying every day, oh, oh, I hope you're okay. You reaching out will not only help them, but it will help your recovery. It has me. I reach out to my friends. I reach out to uh, even family. They, we don't really talk family much about. Our family doesn't really talk much about the um, addiction. We know it, but we don't go talking about it. You know, don't just reach out to your um, your husband or your wife or your brothers and sisters. You know, aunts, aunts, uncles, great aunt, godparent. Reach out to people outside of that family. Even if you have to reach out to a counsellor or privately go to a counselling session, that is better than suffering. Because if you reach out to someone, they're going to help you recover. They're going to help you with this. Yes, a professional has to um, do it in a professional way. They wouldn't be a professional if they didn't do it in a professional way. But your friend, let's just say John Doe. John Doe comes uh, in to celebrate recovery and needs help. John Doe is then going to go to his friend, um, Jack Smith. Just making this up. Jack Smith. Or John Smith. Let's say John Smith. <laughs> John Smith. Um, John Smith is going to be uh, riding alongside him once they become friends. When they first get to recovery, what will happen is one or two things. You're, they're either going to get accepted or they're not going to feel accepted. And we want people to feel accepted. So when you're at a recovery group and you see someone new, go and speak to them. They're trying to get into community just as much as you want community and you've got friends. New people is a really good thing to go and seek out because that new person may may not know that you're, this Celebrate Recovery is a great Celebrate Recovery. They may see clicks. Like high school, you've got the jocks, you've got the cheerleaders, you've got the soccer people, you've got the nerds, you've got... And that's really bad when you get clicks. I, for one, speak to anyone. I do get a bit nervous, um, but at the end of the day, you know, I shouldn't be because... What? Make a fool of myself? No, I, I won't. I, I mean... Haven't I already made a fool of myself by being addicted? I feel like a fool myself. Trick myself think maybe the devil tricked me, but I tricked myself saying that was okay to be stuck. Okay to be stuck. So I should get out of the way and and uh, get out of the way of my um 
how do I, I don't, I don't know how I'm saying this, but basically, I should take a step back and say, do I really want to go up and say something? And if I say no, why not? Why are you not? Same with, like, when you're, when you, when you're thinking about a group, you say, oh, I don't really fit in, I think I'm going to take a step back and not go, why are you not going? You know what I'm saying? Why are you not taking that step? And then if it's a legitimate reason, like it's triggering you, obviously, yeah. Say like you're, you're, you have some friends and they're, they're really in recovery. And then one day they decide to go to the, they invite you to go to the bar with them and play, shoot some pool. And, and you can't even be around a drink because if you see a drink, you're going to buy a drink because no one, um, at a, at a, like, bar is going to stop you from drinking they might not know you're addicted you know what i'm saying like um tom dick and harry down the road um won't know that i'm addicted i've been addicted in my life when they first see me the mcdonald worker down the road doesn't know i'm addicted so if you're going to mcdonald's and get cheeseburgers and you're you have an addiction with eating then they're not gonna know so you know Anyway, uh, getting back to what I was saying, because sometimes I lose my train of thought, you know, and it's just, <laughs> it's one of those things. These might not be hour-long podcasts, these might be, like, shorter ones, but, you know, if someone <laughs> is coming into recovery, they're either, they're two, like I said, two things are going to happen. They're going to be accepted or they're not. They're not going to want to come back. If they're accepted, they will, you will come up beside them, or someone will come up beside them, and welcome them even saying if you're sitting like you say say you've been going to recovery for a long time then you will uh you have the opportunity to like come up beside them and show them the ropes you may not be comfortable with this some people just go to recovery and are silent and doing their own thing that's good it's okay to go to a uh, recovery program or do some recovery um silently maybe with one other person but i i i feel the dangers of doing it by yourself and not actually engaging is really harmful the bible says fellowship is is good say say you're going to a group like a community group or like a like a group that like you do questions for your church or something and you're all fellowship, like talking, getting to know each other, and then you do three questions out of ten, or three out of twenty. It's better to do the three out of twenty than zero out of twenty, you know what I'm saying? Because fellowship is a good way to get to know people, and God likes fellowship. If that fellowship causes you to stumble, then you should move and find some other fellowship, some other people that you can trust. Trust is a big one inside recovery. And for me, and my recovery, I have found it it to be helpful if that person is on the same page as you. You may have a really good friend that doesn't know anything about recovery. They can still be a really good friend as long as they're not causing you to stumble. As long as they're not causing you to get triggered. As long as they're not telling you, why you're a buzzkill because all you ever do is recovery. No. So fellowship and being with people, around people that are going to help you, lift you up, rather than tear you down, 
rather than fight with you about your recovery. It's going to help you out so much better than someone who's going to put you down. You know, if you, um, another thing is, I, I've not experienced this because I've never really, like, it's, my, my recovery is kind of, uh, I mean, my addiction is, it, yeah, all addictions can be private, but my, my addiction I've never took public. You know, some people, like, will do their addiction in their car or, like, but, you know, will, will, and it, and it will cause them more damage, you know, and I've never done that, so I don't know what it's like, so, you know, I'm speaking to a place where it's like, um, it's hard to explain, <laughs> and where I was going with that is, I don't, <laughs> I, see, see this, <laughs> this recovery journey thing for me, I, I'm forgetful, I think I'm getting, like, old or something, getting, like, Oh, what old timers or whatever that disease is or whatever I, I I think I've got that no no I'm just um anyway um so like if you uh have a friend um that was really really strong with and uh, in recovery and then like decides to stumble you you might find it hard because I have found it hard to let go of friends I've had friends that I had to let go because they were being rude about my relationship with Jesus. Different, but at the same time, I was like, I really want to be a friend with you, but I don't like the sin you're doing, and I don't like the um, that you're being rude about what I believe in. I have a right to say that, but I wasn't rude about it. I was like, oh, you're the worst person ever. I was never like that. I don't like the sin. God doesn't like the sin. He doesn't hate the person. He doesn't like the sin. He doesn't like that we get addicted. But does he kick us to the curb? No. <clears throat> so if if you find yourself in that situation, don't go and say, Oh, well, I can't be friends with you anymore because you went and did X, Y, and Z. You went and did blankety, blankety, blank, blank, blank. You went and did this oh i'm gonna i'm gonna be known as the person who who is friends of an addict you were an addictive first you were addicted that's what led you to this recovery not not trying to tell someone they're bad but for me if i told someone that was like that i was really close to and i um really close to and they were helping me out and they were giving me advice and then they stumbled what you've got to do is be there for that person. You, you used to do that. You don't have to always get advice to them. You can just say, well, now this has happened. Go to them and say, now this has happened. I want to still be friends with you. But I don't think we should be sponsors. But I still want to pray for you. I still want to talk to you. I still want to be around you. But if it's causing you to trigger, then you just say, sorry, I'm going to have to cut you off right now. We're still friends, but my recovery is more important. Not saying that my recovery isn't more important than that person, because I think that my recovery is important, but so is that person. God thinks that person's um, important. You know, it's 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 one of those things. Like you've got to you in recovery, you've got to um, 
one, stay on track for sure. I've got to stay on track. You know, if, if I see something that's skewing me off track, I'm going to say something. You know, I'm going to I'm going to be like, hey, um, hey there, I, I really need need get help with this or be honest. No matter if it hurts, just be honest with that person. You're in fellowship. Um, God's put you in fellowship for a reason. God said to you, prick your heart somehow. Maybe you've had a revival. And when, when I say revival, I don't mean like um, like the one Asbury revival or some something outward. I'm talking about like in your heart where, where God, I was going to say Satan them, but no, um, where God um, turned your heart inside out. Imagine a pillowcase and you're turning the pillowcase inside out or your clothes inside out. He is basically taking your heart, turned it inside out, showed you all the the wrong, ratchet sins that you've done in your life, and he convicts you. You may feel guilty, you may feel pain, but he convicts your heart to change. It's not like oh he's shown. It's not like oh I've been shown sin, and then next week I'm just gonna stumble again and do it again. He really, true revival. He really shows you. Doesn't mean it's going to be easy. Doesn't mean you will get over it super quick like a, like a light switch. Or it's a hard reality. A super hard reality is that nothing comes easy in recovery. You may think it does. All those people that people are doing testimonies and having testimonies are having these um, testimonies through trial. They've gone through it all. So next time you are like feeling like oh you need help, reach out to someone. Reach out to your parents. Reach out to uh, a pastor. Reach out to a counsellor. If you're a kid. And you're listening to my podcasts. Thank you for being here anyway. Anyone. Not just kids. But if you're a kid and you're listening. Speak to your parents. I know you may feel guilty. And I couldn't speak to my parents for the longest time. I I know that they know now. But I still don't know 100% all the details and all the stuff. I want to get my parents on the podcast, but I don't think they will. I want to ask them what they truly think. I want to get my sisters on there. Don't think they will, but that's what I, I would like. Maybe I'll get my friend, Pastor Dan. Um, shout out to you, Dan, if you're listening. Maybe I'll get him on to explain some stuff. He knows a bit more about the Bible than I do. I'm just doing this to help people. While they're working, while they're, you know, grinding up their coffee, while they're, like, at home, just sitting on the couch. Maybe they're cleaning the house. Maybe, maybe you're putting us on at a church. Maybe, I don't know, wherever you are, I hope this is encouraging. I hope this keeps you on the right track. I'm not no biblical scholar, so I can't tell you everything that goes on. I can just tell you what I think of one verse. You know, it's easy to fall away 
but when you've got podcasts, when you've got friends, when you've got family, and when, most importantly, when, not if, but when you have the friendship and love of Jesus Christ, when two become one. That's kind of like a marriage thing, but like I believe um, it takes it takes you to initiate that knock open that door sorry it takes you to open that door to let Jesus in he is going let me see if I can get this in in here and all you've got to do is go uh oh. Well, however your door <laughs> creaks. I don't know if yours creak. I don't know if it is like the slam of the. Let Jesus in. When you let him in into recovery, he will set you free. Jesus. He will set you free. Anyway, guys, uh, this is the end of the podcast. Um. This is Ed, and thanks for listening to the over, <laughs> over, unaddicted <laughs> podcast. I was going to say overachievers podcast. But anyway, have a great day, and I'll catch you in the next one.